Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Welcome to another digital edition. Is digital the right word? I think digital is the right It's always digital. What are you talking about? Until further notice, it's digital, I guess. Welcome to Wrestling Sheet Radio, everyone. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-hosts, Jamie Iovine. Hello, everybody in quarantine land. And Kevin Silva. Quarantine land, the worst, worst theme park that's ever existed. (laughs) 
There's a lot of lines, oh, too. We... So many oh, lines. Get... <laughs> like, the weight is unbearable. Like, mom, one I don't want to go to... I don't want to go to quarantine land, Mom. Uh, let's get right into things. There's so much to talk about, uh, so much to discuss. Uh, first and foremost, two releases this week that I want to get out of the way, and then we're going to talk about a few things that happened throughout the week in the world of professional wrestling uh, on the shows. But first, uh, news-wise, I think the two biggest news stories of the week uh, were the fact that Cain Velasquez and Curtis Axel were released from the company. Very different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, no, Nothing in common whatsoever. Different days. Uh, but regardless, uh, two names that were released from WWE this week. I want to first talk about Cain Velasquez, who really only had one televised match in the company at Super Showdown. Uh, against Brock Lesnar, which he lost very quickly. Um, he was like a big name, though, that they brought in for WWE's premiere episode on Fox. Uh, as a Latino man, I was excited about Cain Velasquez being in WWE. Uh, I was hoping that we were going to have a kind of like a legit badass Mexican, you know, a Latino dude at the top of the card that was going to fuck shit up. Um, disappointed. Uh, very disappointed, but also... Obviously, in this climate, uh, it makes sense that, you know, with Cain Velasquez, uh, the word was that he got injured or was injured uh, not long after signing. Uh, they got the match out of the way and that he's been, he's been rehabilitating since. So uh, I'm sure they're paying him tons of money or were paying him tons of money. It, it does make sense, uh, I guess, in a way, if you're releasing people and trying to uh, yeah, I mean, th- to get rid of them. But crazy still, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely, but I mean, if you really think that when this is all said and done, when the when everything is back to what will be normal, it's not going to be normal. It's going to be what is the new normal going forward. Um, when when they are back in good standing with their money and business and whatnot, Kane's going back. I mean, it's, it's yeah, this is just a temporary thing. And with Curtis, it was um, Curtis getting fired wasn't a surprise. It was that they waited. You know, it was because. No, and this is not a knock to Bo Dallas or Curtis Axel, but we haven't seen Taylor end of them anywhere in a long time, and and uh, it, you were you were almost like, how'd they get away? You know, and um, I mean they were definitely one of the two of the names that last week when or earlier this month when it happened, you were like, oh, it's surprising that they made the cut. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a few people like I was shocked they kept Apollo Cruz and. Um, which him getting injured, which I guess we'll talk about, is definitely not something that's going to help his stock any. Um, well, I'm pretty sure that's just a TV thing. I, I don't think he actually you got think? injured. Yeah, I I'm almost positive it's just a TV thing. Well, that still doesn't lead. <laughs> it doesn't. It's. It also doesn't also lead to. A good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still like it, like it just shows you that they don't want to use him. And yeah. So, Cedric Alexander is another person that I uh, was shocked they kept, and um, and maybe well. Uh, it, because it really feels like they're just getting the people who are involved in current storylines or maybe some new people, but yeah, totally. And uh, I, I mean, it was shocked that, I mean, I was definitely shocked that they didn't announce Bo as well. Which You know, with maybe, Curtis Axel, I, I don't know what the reason was why he wasn't included with the other batch of people. Maybe they're, you know, to save face a little bit to a certain degree. So it's not as, um, uh, extreme as it felt 
with with all the names being announced at once that maybe they're just slowly announcing people here and there or doing things you know less publicly <laughs> as they did before for the time being i'm not sure but uh um you know the curtis axel one man i gotta say the curtis axel one is such a bummer you know they're both i said the same thing about cain velasquez obviously but you know curtis can, axel can bummer, be fine can like, be fine can- Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, he's not going to be hurting from this at all. Um, and Curtis Axel probably won't yet financially because I'm sure, you know, he's been there since – he's been there since 2007, I believe. So, I mean – Yeah, I mean, that was he's, he's, a, he's hopefully made stuff, some, right? Well, even before that, he signed in 2007. Uh, yeah, then he was part of NXT, became part of Nexus. Um then in 2013 is when he became Curtis Axel, I believe, uh, when he became, you know, one of Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman guy, and they changed his name. And honestly, that day, um, I wish they could go back because that day it was so silly when they announced, when they, when they did this whole thing and announced his name was Curtis Axel. It was did like, you feel wait, silly when it happened? Yes. Because I, I remember even then I thought it was dumb because I thought, well, if you're making a big deal about – because everyone said, why were you calling this guy Michael McGillicuddy? That's Mr. Perfect's son. Why wouldn't you call well, him Joe Well, the same Henning? argument could be with, with Husky Harris. Well, yeah, but it was – we can get – yes, fair. <laughs> but, but, but with Curtis Axel, I think – no, I, I don't think it's the same thing because with Husky Harris, it was like the lineage factor wasn't there as much of like IRS, you know? Like I don't think it was as necessary. I think Mr. Perfect is, is, is like – the son of Mr. Perfect is much e- more easy of a sell than the son of IRS without putting the guy in a, in a suit and making him another tax man or whatever. You're just like, this guy's a great wrestler, and you, can, and you can get behind that. I just always felt like the reason I said that is because with Curtis Axel, I always felt like the whole thing when he was Michael McGillicuddy was, why aren't they just calling him – Joe Hennig, Michael McGillicuddy doesn't make any sense. Like we all know, it's Mr. Perfect's son. Why wouldn't they just like say it in some way? So then they when they made this big everything. reveal for his for his new name, yes. it was another different name that wasn't Mr. You know, Mr. Perfect's son. You know, Joe Hennig Jr. You know, but they Kurt Hennig so Jr. Funny, or something like that. Is they literally did everything to say that he was Mr. Perfect Jr. except call him Mr. Perfect Jr. Exactly. They gave him the perfect plex. They gave him that remixed perfect theme song, which was awesome. God, that was a great theme song. That's why I was so frustrated. Is they literally did everything to tell you that this was Mr. Perfect, except for give him a name that was like Kurt Hennig Jr. or Joe Hennig or you know something. You know, Mr. Also perfect. It was also Mr. More Perfect, or I don't know what Kevin. They presented it so such in a silly way. Where like I don't know, like they were just like going back and watching it and watching the clip again today and seeing like. The fact that Paul Heyman goes the new Paul Heyman guy—that already is just bad. That just well, made you know it why they did goofy. it. It just made it sound really goofy. I know why they did it, but at the same time, like it just sounded so goofy that it was like, okay, why are they kind of <laughs> why are they saying it like that? And then he well, comes wasn't out. Wasn't that one of the first times they really started to kind of like lean into the whole Paul Heyman guy thing, or was Cesaro before that? I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. I feel like Cesaro was after that, right? No, because they, they started it with Punk, and then he was like, and then they never really touched him and Brock. And right. then, um, and then uh, after Brock left, and then Punk, so Brock left, and Punk needed somebody to fight when he turned on, <laughs> when, when Heyman turned on him, right? Okay. 
So remember when Heyman turned on puck at Money in the Bank, right? Yes. He needed somebody to feud with, but Brock Lesnar wasn't there. So that's why they brought on Curtis Axel as the new Paul Heyman guy. Yes. But like the whole okay. thing was like, what, like and then Ryback right came. They took on. So he whole- was like the first, because Punk, real fast, Kevin, because Punk would call himself like a Paul yes. Heyman. Yeah. Punk was technically and the first. Like Paul Heyman then was like, but then after Punk, it was like then they had that era where Paul Heyman was like naming his new Paul Heyman guy. Right. I was like, that never worked for some reason. As much as they tried, it it really didn't. And I always was surprised because I was always hyped on it. And people were like, I don't know, what does that mean? It was a great idea. It was a great idea. When Punk is saying it and he's like, I'm a Paul Heyman guy, it's like him saying like, fuck Vince McMahon, he didn't believe in me. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. And that that was like, oh no. Why is Jamie muted? Jamie, talk. I muted for two seconds. Oh, fuck. I got so scared that we've been doing this whole show with you no, muted. I, no, you could. I just no, out of nowhere, I just saw on the right side that it said you were muted, and I got so scared. Sorry, you're, you're good. You're good. Sorry, I got so scared. No, I just muted for. I did that. Got it. I got so scared Relax, for a second. I was like, oh, I don't want to redo this. This is a good conversation we were having. <laughs> it was one of those things where you it's ruined like, it. And you ruined like, it. If Punk's saying it, it's because he's like trying to stick it to Vince McMahon. But then they're like, okay, let's make that a thing that we could put on T-shirts. And then it just turns into this unorganic thing. Uh, what's up? It was a big T-shirt. That shirt was dope. Oh, absolutely. Great shirt. I mean, that shirt did very well. However, anybody that was touched with the I'm a Paul Heyman guy afterwards, after CM Punk, it was tarnished. Yeah, it was weird because I felt bad for Curtis Axel, Ryback, and Cesaro, who I thought it would help all of them, and it really didn't help any of them. If anything, it made it worse. Yeah, Yeah, which was weird. I I never got that. I always felt so bad about that. Curtis Um, Axel, if if he would have got that haircut well beforehand, that he got up later when he was with the B-team haircut? Yeah. Like, if he would have got a haircut... I got to be honest, I hated that one, too. (laughs) I just just don't think he's had a good haircut in his Not the greatest haircut, but at the same time... Haircuts go a long way when you have to look at somebody's face on TV and be invested he's, in somebody. He's someone who should have tried the the bald look. He should have tried it. I don't know. Yeah, if, or the bald look at least. Yeah, it just it was it was always that weird. Like the hair held him back trashy, for some reason. That trashy like like Caesar haircut was just gross. I got and I got. I mean, obviously, this is hindsight. This is nothing but hindsight. Oh, what we're of doing. course, yeah, but. I mean, when you watch him come out, when he gets introduced by Paul, he is not sure. Like he, no. like he, he does not present himself as I'm fucking Mister Perfect Seed. You know, yeah. You know, like, like Dude, all that his, should have been his new name, <laughs> Seed of Perfect. <laughs> Mister Perfect Seed. He actually walks out kind of like I don't know, like like that, that like the son of like. You know, like the son of an executive who's like a shitty frat boy, and like walks out. And he's like, "All right, time to take my new job." Boom! It was it's like, like this. I had three years to think of what to do on stage, <laughs> and I think that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Another <laughs> step. I do think though that you know he's someone who seems to be very respected by all his peers. Absolutely, seems to be yeah. a really nice well, guy. He got the rock back in ring shape. Yeah, I, I, like, and you just pointed out this something I was going to mention that I, you know, because of that and other experience, I guarantee 
that he'll have success behind the scenes. I mean, he's 40 years old, so I don't know wow. how much wrestling he'll do on the indies when it, when it, whenever they come back. Um, or if yeah, there would be interest in him. And, you know, I wonder <laughs> if there'd be interest in him in, from AEW. You know, I, I saw that, uh, that Cody did an interview this week where he said he doesn't want AEW to become like all friends wrestling and that he's not super interested in signing Heath Slater. Um, seems more interested in <laughs> signing Zack Ryder. I know I felt bad when I saw that quote. I was like, oh, that sucks. Um, do you think that Curtis Axel, as you know, Joe Hennig, Joseph Hennig, um, has an, could have an opportunity in, in AEW, or do you think that maybe his time has passed and that he, you know, I don't, what do you I think? don't think that he's a guy that, that would be added to that list. I think that when you think of like uh, when you think of Zack Ryder, that makes sense to me to like have him get signed to AEW. But like a like a, a Curtis, Curtis Axel doesn't fall into that category for me. I mean, you want the legacy factor since AEW is all about that old school wrestling. No, I still think that he'd be like more of a, like a, even if anything, he'd be an agent. Okay, Jamie. Um, yeah, with with him, it would really need because let me ask this. Because I wasn't a huge Drew McIntyre fan when he when he had his first run in WWE. If anything, I disliked him a lot. I didn't I didn't like his okay. look, I, 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 his his heel thing worked on me. I was I wasn't a big Drew McIntyre fan. I didn't like his look. I didn't like the like the way he. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Um, when he left, do you did you think that he was capable of greatness? I did, but I was in the minority. I'm. I know that. I just remember listening to that Jericho. I always go back to that Jericho podcast where I'm like, "This is a guy that's very humble and sounds very determined." And I think that's what made me think, "Oh, he could do something really, really great." But before that, and between the release and that, I was like, "I don't know what's going to happen with that guy." I hope yeah, because when he got when he got released, I was like, I was, right, I was like oh, I like this guy, but I'm sad to see him go, but at the same time, like, I kind of get it. There's nothing that they're yeah. doing with him. And um, I just was wondering, like, I guess that answers my question. I was just wondering if, which of you guys thought that there was any uphill with him. I mean, it would really have to be a huge departure from anything he's done. Well, and also the difference of the two is that Curtis <laughs> Axel is much older right now than Drew yeah, McIntyre was true. when he got released, too. Did you guys, Very much just so. before we move into all the some of the different topics from shows and stuff. Uh, did you guys, <laughs> I've watched that Lashley video today so many times that I thought I've laughed at I, it. I did not watch it. A hundred times. <laughs> I saw but you didn't watch it at I all? Just, I just saw clips, very quick clips of like just the butt part. Even the two yeah. seconds? Just the, the butt seconds. part. It, I just saw the butt part. Just oh, that's all you need to watch. Yeah, just where he's getting like those like muscle massagers like literally on his asshole. That was crazy. I was like, because trainer who's writing for me on the site, uh, he he sent it to me and he's like, we gotta talk about this like, Bobby <laughs> Lashley, uh, this Bobby Lashley chiropractor video. And I was like, what Bobby Lashley chiropractor video are you talking about? And he like sends me the link and he's like, just watch the first two seconds. And I'm like, okay. And then I was about to click on it, and then my interview with Mandy Rose started today where I interviewed her for the site. And I was like, okay, well, I'll watch that in a second. So I interviewed Mandy Rose for like 15 minutes, and then I'm like, all right, back to the site. What was this video that, that trainer's talking about? And he's like, just watch the first two seconds. I'm like, all right. And I pushed play, and it was just the butt thing where he's just getting that hammer, like, 
like hammered into you know into his butt, and I was just was laughing so hammered. hard. And then just now that doc, that chiropractor just started following me on Twitter. <laughs> you may be getting your butthole hammered. I don't want a free exam, Dr. Bo Hightower. I think you should look into it. Oh, man. If you've, ever fallen on your, if you've ever fallen on your ass before, the first thought is like, okay, I'm glad everything's still there. And so oh, like, yeah. could you imagine <laughs> just constant – Pressure, just like well, you're, you know, like, uh, only because I've watched it so many times now. <laughs> it almost looks to me like the like the doctor, this this chiropractor is like sculpting his butt cheeks to a certain degree. He's like chisel, chisel. Yeah, because he's like chiseling it in a certain direction. Like it doesn't look like he's inserting right, as right, much right. as it is. I like, didn't think he was inserting. I just thought, but he it, was it looks taking, like if when you, if you watch it real fast, it looks. Like I just it, literally but I'm just saying, I watched it a lot. Taking a hammer to his ass, like just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I just think <laughs> it was like he was chiseling away at his sphincter, and he was like, "There you go." Now Terrifying. You, now you can put more. Now you'll be WWE champion. <laughs> Uh, he says in the video, the guy says in the video, like, oh, we got to get you in shape so that you can be wrestling for seven more years in WWE. And I was like, and, and Lashley kind of like laughs. He's like, yep, seven more years. And I was like, man, that is. That's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, first off, that's a long time. Maybe this is why he wears tights now. Because maybe everything's not so tight down there anymore in terms of maybe, the constant butthole set. All that hand I, I going on. Say, if you get a chance to have a free exam, you have to take it. As a reporter, you have to take it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, what did you guys think about? It. Yeah, I'm sure, she would. I'm, I'm sure she would. Uh, what did you guys think of, uh, of the Triple H 25th anniversary celebration on SmackDown? Like, pointless yeah. television? <laughs> I, I would have liked it if they were able to do it right. Yeah, if they would have been able, if they were able to actually do it in front of a crowd and, and what they have want. all those people that they talk it would have been about. great. Um, yeah. I will say the 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 just the bumpers on of the commercial breaks on Raw was a lot better. Just I'd rather just see like little highlights of his career rather well, than do that on SmackDown too. I know. I'm saying rather than just that that segment at the end was terrible. You yeah. know, the segment, okay. Did you the think it was at the as end, a whole was, terrible? Yeah. Well, Jamie, was, you too? Well, sort of, because literally the whole en- ending segment was for an audience of three. And the I three people like, were on that channel. <laughs> just jerk themselves off. Like, that's it was, that was literally all it was. It was just them dicking around. Like, do you think that Vince literally did that thing at the end to make the crowd laugh? No. They, that was some probably inside joke that they've had for years, and they just did it on TV. If the crowd like, was there, Vince would not have come out probably. <laughs> yeah. Like I under I I laughed at the roasting part of things. Like when he was like, "Oh, let's look at all your WrestleMania highlights," and it was all the times he lost and stuff like that. Um, and I laughed at some of the 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 cameos from from the people on Facetime. It kind of made me laugh too. Um, uh, who I, Stephanie and Ric Flair? Who else? Is Stephanie, Ric Flair, and Road Dog. Road Dog. Road Dog. Stephanie. Calling uh, Shawn Michaels cross-eyed or whatever, and or talking about his lazy eye or whatever. Like you tell that lazy-eyed son of a bitch or whatever. Like that made me laugh. And I and, love that she that he had the nerve to call her 
Miss No Fun. Yeah, that's and I, I laughed like, at that. You too. don't drink. You don't do drugs. You don't do nothing, man. You're you're like the least fun. <laughs> oh, I'm very fun. Okay. You're, and you're, I love- you're also. You're not a Jesus, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I uh, I also laughed at Ric Flair immediately calling back in tears. Uh, he oh he cried. I didn't notice. Oh, you didn't catch that? Yeah, like no. when he when he. Are you surprised that Ric Flair cried? Are you joking me? <laughs> no, but I, I only because I know Jamie. I'm surprised Jamie didn't catch that. Yeah, no, he's Ric Flair calls and then he hangs out with Ric Flair and then Ric Flair immediately called back as they were going to commercial break to cry and he was like and as they were going to the commercial break it was just rick flair crying to triple h he had to call back he's like wait i'm, I'm doing it again <laughs> hold on <laughs> <laughs> so i like I, I mean i had fun with all that it was i did think it was an interesting choice for vince to come out and talk about how the thing that you just watched for 10 minutes was the worst thing that he, that's ever been on tv like, I was like, oh, well, wait, but I just laughed at some of that stuff. Like, yeah, what does that say that, like, about me? Dude, Vince McMahon voice. Like, that's just also just doesn't help either. <laughs> I was like, oh, so uh, just crickets out here. When you hear him talk now, especially how gravelly his voice is, and you go back and watch any of his old commentary matches, it's wild that that voice came out of that body. It really is. It sounds like a different person. The man's done it's a like- lot of talking over the years. It's like Steven Tyler when he recorded Dream On to like Steven Tyler Dale. Yes. At all. Yes, I agree. It's like when I first heard that Dream On was done by Aerosmith, I was like, you're a liar, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hit that pitch. You're a liar. Uh, uh, something I did love this week was Samojo returning to commentary on Raw. Um, very happy that he was able to kind of return to the program in some fashion while still – uh, out with an injury once again. Um, very, I mean, let's just talk, let's just be brutally honest. Much better than Jerry the King Lawler at this point. Yeah. A lot I was mean, problematic too. I, I don't I don't like to say bad things about Lawler or anything, but uh, yeah, Lawler, I'm happy about this. Hey, Lawler's reasoning for calling it the noodle whatever. What did he the call it? The ramen noodle moonsault? Yeah. Yes. His defense was so funny to me. It was his, just his non-apology. Yeah. yeah he literally like blamed. He, said it. he blamed Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton for some reason. He said it was their fault. <laughs> they were like, "Say it, say it, King." <laughs> he was like, "I listened give to the whole thing," and he was like, <laughs> I, "I listened to the whole thing because I couldn't fit the whole clip." But he was basically like, he was saying like that. I'm trying to remember what his exact words were now. It's been a few days, but it was basically just like the long story short was him just being like, like that when he was with Moro on commentary for a brief point in time, since Moro would say such crazy moves that he had never heard of. I'll just say racist shit. <laughs> he, he was like, since he'd say all these like crazy ten you know, centon tope blah 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 stuff. I would jokingly make up my own moves, and he would say like, "Oh, King, that's not the actual move." And he was like, "And you know, if I, you know, the people I have chemistry with, like King, like like Jerry and Law, or sorry, sorry, like like Jim Ross or some of the other people I've worked with for a long time on commentary, they would all catch me and make a fool out of me and say like." Oh, you idiot king. Like, that's obviously not what the move is called. But because Tom and Byron have only been with me for a short amount of time, you know, they didn't catch on, you know, they didn't, they didn't catch on to that. 
and they just let it fly past, so it just kind of like looked bad. And, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like the way that sentence. Was, I just love the way that sentence is going. I just don't know the name of these words, so I just said racist shit. <laughs> like, that's, like that's I that's my thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought that it was smart to put Samoa Joe there. I think, you know, as much as King has been a legend uh, on commentary, wherever. One like, second, one second. Ryan, Kevin, Ryan, hold on. Kevin, is he breaking up to you too? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a Ryan, you, you've, you've, been bit. Skid, you, you've sketched around a few times. Not like significantly, but it has yeah, happened. A little, little guy right there. All right, let me know when it happens still, so I'll stop. Um, yeah, it happened for me once earlier, too, I noticed, where you guys were all jumping for me, but I tried not to react. <laughs> um, I just think that Samoa Joe in this, current, in this current era, it's nice to have someone of Joe's stature who is, um, has insight into the current day locker room and can help get this talent over more. I feel like he just brings a lot to the table right now and is much more helpful uh, and, and adds more to the show than than the king does right now. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was, I was like, oh, you, you didn't let me get a whole episode out of the way without King coming back for some moment. Well, that's why I didn't say anything in my initial report when I put it out <laughs> earlier in the day that that uh, that he that he was there that he was going to be doing commentary because you know one source was like, you know, King is there still, so I don't know if like there's going to be four people or. Well, and so I just like waited and then, you know, then I saw at the beginning of the show that he wasn't on commentary and I thought to myself, he's going to be on this show in some fashion if he's there. So the internet, specifically Twitter, you better wait a little bit. <laughs> and it was only used for like two seconds too. Like he was just like introduced to people and they were like, yo, beat it, King. Two seconds too long. I just hope that this isn't the, uh, the death knell for, uh, Small Joe's in ring career. Uh, yeah, I saw that. A lot of people saying that. Um, I just think right now it's up in the air what his status is. So I, it's hard to say. It really is hard to say. Um, did you like the the contract signing between Drew and Seth Rollins? Either of you dislike it? Um, I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't that memorable, to be honest. I mean, yeah. a lot of people haven't really figured out something new to say to Seth. They all kind of say the same thing. Like what? What's like wrong with him? Like you're entitled. You're like spoiled. Like you. Like it's it's the same. You should always be a heel because your voice is naturally like that. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I mean they'll probably have a good match. <clears throat> I mean they're two really good wrestlers. But... Totally. I will say like anything that like Seth has said uh, and the way he's done so far as far as filling the space of with his the way he's been explaining things i've really liked it i like seth in this and this this version of seth has been incredible since he you you've this, liked it i like seth i like what he's been I saying do too. you like the second i mean this not the second uh, i mean the uh, the monday night messiah i like yeah. this current version of seth, that's yeah. that's interesting because i don't know this this version hasn't hit me yet it, i think i don't know it just it goes along with like the looks too. Just like certain things where like when you put uh, like a single glove and you have like you have like his hair slicked back most of the time and that bun and like just looking like it's like the emo kid straight tie when he does his contract signing. Right. The I mean, don't get me wrong; it's, it's like, better than anything he's done in the past two or three years. No yeah. question. No question. But 
when people take on this role, because even though this is a new character in itself, this role has been done before. The Undertaker in the Ministry of Darkness, the right to censor, um, the, the straight edge society. It's whenever you're the leader of something and you're taking on a person that's not just the leader, it's more of a supernatural, even though because it's, even though he doesn't have any superpowers, he's Jesus, you know, like he's the, yeah, he's, he's like a you cult know, leader. Yeah. And um, same thing with the undertaker, not so much with the right to censor because they didn't have any powers, but it, it's like, you need to have, be able to portray that aura to me. Like, it, like I, I haven't seen him be the Messiah yet. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he needs to do something extra. I think what would do it for me, is if we saw some extra stuff. Obviously, that's, I mean, like with the crowd or some vignettes, I think what we can do, I think that right now they have the opportunity to do something really interesting with the Monday Night Messiah. Let's yeah, you say. know, I got to agree with you in that in that aspect, that they definitely, I thought that they rushed into him being into a, in a title program uh, too soon. I felt like, you know, Jinder Mahal came back on Raw this week. I thought that it would have made way more sense if it was only, you know, what, a few more weeks that difference of when they started this feud with Seth Rollins. I thought it would have made way more sense for my cut, my cutting in and out again. Yeah, but you just start again. Okay. Uh, I thought it would have made way more sense for Jinder Mahal to come back and start a program with, with Drew McIntyre to play off of the whole three MB stuff. Uh, I that think would have been, been more story to play there. Uh, you don't have to give Jinder Mahal a title win right when he comes back, no. but showing that he's a main event player is helpful. Um, man, and if, they, and if, they released, if they hadn't released Heath, that would have been really fun too. He could have played a third party to whatever it is. He didn't have to be in the match, but he, he would have been involved in the buildup. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, I, you know, I was a little surprised by that. And, I, and like you said, I thought they could have used that time to build up Seth Rollins and Messiah character a little more with vignettes while he's home. Anyways, he could probably film some stuff um, and they could make it look cool. Um, or just like, I, some out of the box ideas. Like, wouldn't it be dope to get him like with some stained glass behind him and like, so, like in an old church? Like, I, well, it's, like, I mean, it's a little tough right now based on the circumstances, but yes. I mean, you could even. I mean, they're not even doing anything in the studio though. They're doing it at his house. Yes, that's the only thing they've ever had. True. Like, you think still, if they were at the performance center and he's there, he could do some cool green screen stuff. Something in a dark room. To- Matthew's at home with sitting on a, two chairs and with his that is two chair, one for the plug and one for the low. He tells me it's one. He said it was one chair. He replied mm-hmm. to me and said it was only one chair. I don't know, man. <laughs> what, know. The, those those backrests beg to differ, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Apollo Cruz got uh, some love on Raw this week, and then it was kind of taken away. But uh, um, yeah, that's the thing with me is like he's been ki- kind of killing it with like the, with he, the time he's been getting, and like I was like, oh, like this is we're getting something with Apollo Crews, cool. And then the injury. It's always really. like it's always like two steps forward, one step back, always for Apollo Crews. Like it always like he gets there, and then they're like, oh no, we didn't really actually need you. We just needed your help for like two weeks, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I. I I, I I mean he did great in the you know he that slap was was a uh, David Schultz like you know he, he he slapped the taste out of Andrade's mouth. Way uh, to be current, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what can I say? Uh, but, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I felt bad that he's not going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Who do you yeah, think? Yeah, so he's out completely. Him? Yeah, he's yeah. out completely, right? 
They're doing a gauntlet match on Monday to to determine who is going to um, who is going to replace him. They didn't say exactly who it is. They said a last chance gauntlet, but that would only that wouldn't be enough people for a gauntlet if it was only the people who didn't get in the matches. That's what I feel like they put in. I feel like they put in Austin Theory. You think Austin Theory toss in like? Some of the other people that are around the performance center, you think? Yeah, just like the random NXT people that they just kind of use, like yeah, Vink cause... and Shane Thorne a chance. No, because they're doing something with MVP now. But Austin which is very random that. too. Well, Austin MVP... Theory... Sorry, oh, no, go ahead. But any of those three, Austin, Umberto, uh, not Umberto, um, uh, uh, Angel Garza, and Andrade, like all three of those guys would be great additions to the Money in the Bank match. I mean, aren't wait, wait are, is, is Angel or Andrade in it already? No, neither of them. No. Yeah, I think all three of them would be great additions to the match. Wait, Andrade's not in the match, right? <laughs> I keep forgetting who's in the match as they took someone out. No, isn't it only ba- – it's Baron Corbin. I'll pull it up just so I know. It's Baron, Alistair, uh, Ray. It's right? Ba- Dana Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, Baron Corbin, and then Otis or Dolph Ziggler. Okay. So, yeah. Um, like I, said, I think all three of them would work. Yeah. Angel Garza would be fun in there. Um, I think that'd be cool. He could stop off at reception and try to kiss the receptionist, like something. I don't know. Like, like gets distracted. Well, you get our have... truth in there. We said our truth needs to be in the match. Our truth has to be part of it somehow. That's very. True. I would love it if our truth wins the last chance gauntlet, like as a surprise, and he's in the match. That would be well, awesome. He doesn't, he doesn't. He just asks for like. He's like, I told. I was told I was going to get a goblet. And they're like, no, it's a gauntlet match. <laughs> uh, um, let's let's move over to AEW. Uh, AEW, we had Cody and Lance Archer advance to the TNT title tournament finals. Uh, first, we had Cody uh, defeat Darby by Darby taking his own finishing by by Darby doing his own finishing move. Uh, what and I yeah, was and uh, I saw it happen. You didn't see how it happened? No, no, I saw it. I was just confused. Darby does the coffin drop off the top rope that I might. This is a big one. My bad. That was a long one. <laughs> that was a long one. That was a long How long? One. When did I like start? Like at least 30 seconds. No, no, not that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like All three right, to well, five seconds. That's long. Well, Darby, no, I saw what happened. Darby did the coffin drop. Off the top rope, uh, onto Cody, but then Cody basically in like in being turned passed out from the move, <laughs> yeah, slightly his moves his body, and then Darby yeah. gets pinned without realizing he's being pinned. Uh, I thought it was a bit silly. You guys don't agree? You guys it, seem to like it more than I did. I think that it's it. It's, it made sense to me. It makes sense okay. in a way because because also you get. Darby doesn't look like he, he lost by some great, crazy thing that Cody was able to do. No, just, instead he looks like he lost because of it doing his own finishing move. Because he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because he's so dumb that he didn't realize he was being pinned. And I don't he's say that about – I'm not saying that this is the character. That's how that made the character look because he did his he's own dumb, normal dumb move dude. and wasn't smart enough to realize that his shoulders were on the mat. <laughs> he was tired. They had a long match. He went through a lot. He was tired. <laughs> I mean, he just figured, I got this. And then, you know, I got to be honest, this was one of my least favorite AW episodes. 
that's kind of like I think last week was maybe my my least favorite aside from this, but like I I, I don't know, like I think it was pretty good. I I I thought also like it was a good out for them to not have like Darby go against um uh like Anthony of why am I blanking on his name Archer and like because you'd want Darby to win, but then you're gonna give Archer his first loss so soon. I, I don't know. I think that like, it's better for it to be Cody versus Archer and then Cody pays the sacrifice. Here's my thing. Darby and Cody was fine. They're good. They're both good. They're, it's fine. The ending is, I mean, you could like it or you don't. Um, after that, it was like in the, it was the best friends versus um, uh, Kip Sabian and, and Jimmy Havoc. That match didn't particularly care for. There was the jobber match. No, first there was the jobber match with Wardlow. There was the jobber match with Sean Spears. Which I don't see. I don't even remember those. Wait, wasn't um, there a jobber match with Sean Spears too? No, he was just in the crowd a lot. There was. No, 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 no. no. Just Wardlow. No, there was a Sean Spears match. There was. Yeah, that's what I thought. There was. He uh, And he won with a sharpshooter. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And didn't particularly care for that. Um, The Lance Archer-Dustin Rhodes match was... Way too long. It was way too long. Agreed. And if you're trying to and if you're trying to build somebody up like they're trying to build up Lance Archer and he's having a fucking problem with fifty year old gold dust, this is an <laughs> issue, you know? Like yep. like I, I mean, no knock to gold dust, he's one of the greatest of all time. But this is young, big ass Lance Archer, you know. Also also blood during a pandemic, I don't know. I just it was hard. during a pandemic during regular TV. <laughs> yeah, like I was like you're saying, and I know Cody said that AEW is not essential television, but like you're like you're already pushing it a little bit, and you have blood too. Like it seemed like it was something he, it was deliberate. It didn't seem like something that happened. It seemed like it seemed Dustin bladed. It seemed like, and and I don't know. I just I didn't love that. I didn't love that. Also, I think Jamie, to your point, I think in general the past few episodes, one of the issues, and and I understand they had to do what they had to do in a short amount of time based on the circumstances because they didn't know when they were going to be able to film again and they just had to make shit happen as quickly as possible. Um, but there were too many enhancement talent matches, I feel like. Um, and Why I know does that Sean I'm one Spears who... need an enhancement talent match? Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Like, and, 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 I, and, it's, and I don't want to, I don't want to criticize them too much for it because I realized they had to fill TV time and they were just, trying to make it happen with the amount of time they had, but it didn't make for the most compelling television. Um, and I think that was part of the problem that you're referencing um, in, in just the, the you, Kevin and Jamie, are both talking about the past couple weeks. Um, I, I, I do think, like you said, Cody and Darby entertaining match. Um, I did think Lance Archer versus Dustin was entertaining, but I do agree a little bit too long. If you're trying to make Lance Archer look like this dominant force, um, and I didn't love the blood. Um, well, here's the thing: they went. Well, what's all? What, what I what was one of my things I took away from the match was they went out on commercial break. The same way twice with this, like, and that's the same, same way they went out on both commercial breaks, and the way they came back in, I was, which made me angry <laughs> because i was like as a production standpoint i'm like why would you go out on the same move in the same position for another commercial break yeah yep know. totally no no totally totally um i loved the scorpio sky profile that it, 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 right. i thought that it was smart to kind of position him 
as a single star going forward and a smart use of the time as well. Well, they're going to need these now because, you know, you can't cut promos anymore. You know, there's no crowd to talk to. So, I mean, you, I guess you could still. WWE does it. But, but personality uh, profiles are great. I think they're, like, such a good way of building out characters. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, good I, to have I, all I, that I footage in B, BTE. Yeah. And I, I, I uh, also I enjoy any – I like the Wardlow matches. I like those matches. That that damn knee to the head thing off of the corner is That's scary. a move, brother. That's a fucking move. Yeah, <laughs> Wardlow enhancement talent match, good use of enhancement yes. talent. Sean Spears enhancement talent match did not seem necessary, in my opinion. Um, Maybe he's just scouting for his tag team partner, Ryan. I also feel bad yeah, that I'm just whatever not. Whatever happened to that? Uh, yeah, I know they dro- Well, they had to drop that because of everything yeah. that was going on. But they definitely have no more mention of that. Um, I unfortunately, I'm not feeling these MJF promos from the Rat Mansion or whatever. Well, um, <clears throat> they're fine. They're fine. It's just um, sometimes, and this, you know, I love the kid. I love the kid. We we go way back. I have nothing but great things to say about him. Occasionally, his promos can get a little kitschy in the sense that he says things that your dad would think is funny. Like the whole, and then I cut myself shaving. Like it's, it's like, okay. Like, the, the, like I do it, think the corny factor of the, it's a, of, it's a little corny. I do think the corny factor of like, oh, uh, the worst hangnail ever type stuff. Like, I would rather just him being like, I have no reason to come perform in front of no people for less money, you losers. Like, and him being like, showing off that he's got like 500 packs of toilet paper that he's hoarding (laughs) and stuff like that would be way more entertaining to me than like this weird fake injury thing they're doing with him. Yeah, and he it's rare, but he does fall into it occasionally. And, like, you, you want me to come and perform in front of Billy Gunn's kid? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, like, I already lost uh, all my money to Sean Spears. I don't care about coming back there, you know? So, I don't know, something. Um, I, I did laugh. Do you laugh. agree with what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. 100%. Uh, I, I did laugh at the weird celebrity cameos that they had in the Bubbly Bunch this week. Um, yeah. Some random-ass people. Lou Ferrigno, uh, Jay and Silent Bob in full gimmick, which was fun. Yes. Uh, like, we didn't get Kevin Smith. We got Silent Bob, which was nice. And and everything was silent. Was, we, had, we had Lou Ferrigno, Jay and Silent Bob, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Brad Williams, uh, uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, and uh, Vicky Guerrero. Were the main were the main people? Um, do you think? You know, it's interesting. This is something where there's people who are kind of uh, friends of WWE that that were used in this segment, particularly Gabriel Glacius, who WWE does lots of stuff with, has him backstage at WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and also, Cor- what? Who else? And then Corey Taylor from Slipknot, who he did like the oh, yeah, opening for NXT, NXT stuff, when they yeah. went face to face, where they went head to head with NXT or AEW the first time. Ooh, Triple H and- should have had a conniption if Rick Rubin showed up. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> no! He would have cried. He would have no! cried. 
I almost, I'm, I, I, I'm almost wondering if next week we hear a new uh, NXT theme song since Slipknot is the NXT theme song. I was like, no, Corey, why? <laughs> Triple H is upset. Like, oh, new theme song next week. Let's pull the trigger on that. Uh, do hey, you think that they'll catch them. any blowback? Because Jay and Silent Bro, Bob said they were they, uninvited yeah. from SmackDown <laughs> with the quickness. Yeah, I wouldn't be beyond. It would, I wouldn't put it past them. I do wonder if Gabriel Iglesias just lost some of his invites that he gets to things. Which yeah, he's not going to SummerSlam. All right, let's move on uh, real quick. To be part oh. of the bubble bunch. Oh, Ryan, do it again. When you, no, no, it, it did, but not for anything you said. It did for when you were laughing. Like, but. But it did that, so it looked like I was so funny that you literally were like backwards for like. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, it's not that funny." <laughs> All right, let's transfer over real quick because my connection is is rough. Uh, let's transfer over to NXT. Uh, Beth, Phoenix, and Moro Ronaldo recorded from home this week. Uh, I didn't think it was super evident, but I noticed. I guess it was much more evident in the main event. Um, uh, I guess they were kind of talking over each other and stuff. Uh, good. I'm glad they were able to record from home and be able to, you know, kind of limit how much those people, are, you know, have to travel right now during all of us. I thought that was smart. Yeah, and I missed Moro. You know, it's been a while since yeah. we've heard him on commentary. <laughs> that line at the beginning, I know it was a Tom Phillips reference because it was like Tom Phillips, you know, through tomorrow, and he was like, "Thanks, Tom Phillips. There's never a shortage of TP in WWE." I laughed for like five minutes. I was, I know, was laughing so hard. You know when a cat's about to jump on a, a mouse or something? This is Moro when they when the, like after the introduction. I'm <laughs> 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 he's, every time he has something like that, you know he's just waiting. He's it's all he thinks about. He's like, oh my god, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And I love him uh, for it. Um, what do you guys think of Drake Maverick winning this time? Now he's one on one in the cruiserweight title tournament, and then going all Wolf of Wall Street by doing the whole "I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving here without the NXT cruiserweight championship." Man, if if this isn't him getting another job, I I'm astounded. I don't like if he's not hired again after like after all the stuff they're doing with him. It would it would blow my mind. It would blow my mind. I guess they did that kind of with Dean Ambrose. They really tried to drag him along, but it was something completely different. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, Kevin. like he has he has to be getting signed again. Dude. Like it just like I don't know. It just it's, it'd be so fucking weird if he didn't. What did he say again? He said like I'm not I'm not leaving until what? Like I'm the cruiserweight until, champion. He just said I'm not leaving until I'm the cruiserweight champion. Um, let's see. I have it right here. His quote was, I'm not leaving till my crying videos get me my job back. <laughs> Everybody should be crying. <laughs> he said, uh, you can call me the wolf of wall street, the wolf of NXT. I'm not freaking leaving yet. I'm not leaving because I love this. I live for this and I'm not leaving until I'm the NXT cruiserweight chain. They wouldn't let him say that, like, on their television show if he was leaving. I don't think I just, so either. I just don't think so. That show, everything about that programming is so controlled minutely. Like, they easily could have had him lose two matches and be out of the tournament. 
and then bye. You know, bye. like don't say don't say shit. Just leave. Don't you know? say shit later. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Something fishy. Something fishy for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, uh, I liked uh, El Yijo del Fantasma fighting back again against the Lucha Squad. Uh, I'm interested in wherever they're going with this. <clears throat> yeah, is he is he going to be the king, the boss? I don't know. Like, I think he is, but this is a lot of work to put in to convince yourself to convince everyone you're not the boss. <laughs> oh, no. well, that's what they want you to think. Movies, and like somebody like, like starts beating up somebody else, I'm like, ah, he's just taking those hits because he's still the bad guy. <laughs> well, that's why well, whenever yeah. any some any that's why whenever somebody <clears throat> whenever they would turn and join a heel faction like the NWO or the Aces and Eights. And I was like, God, but you got your ass kicked by them by like four weeks. Like, why are you friends with them? It doesn't, it never made sense. These are bad friends. <laughs> or especially when one of them is revealed as the leader. Like, I'm well, the leader, but I've been getting my ass kicked by these people. You know, I, I liked King Cuerno on, on Lucha Underground. I like him a lot. That character more. He was cool. And I've liked I like- Del Del Fantasma just by, as himself. Um, I feel and and he felt like I feel like in the early seasons he was more of like a and correct if I'm wrong he was like a hunter to a certain yeah, degree that cool. was a bad guy right yeah he's a hunter that's why like he's like he like hunts after you when he's like doing his suicide dive and like also he hasn't done like a great suicide dive like he used to do I'm still waiting for like a really perfect one that guy's got the best I'll, I'll be looking one- for it. I'm wondering if this is the setup to him having a more King Cuerno-like character where, you know, he was put into this title tournament, but he's trying to throw everyone off, but that really he is, uh, you know, the mastermind behind all of this and we'll see more of, like, his Hunter character or something again. I uh, also, it goes back to, like, the fact that, like, uh, you know, physical attributes, like an aesthetic of somebody really plays a large part for me. Uh, in connecting with somebody, and I liked, you know, short-haired like King uh, King Crano when he's like in his mask. I don't like a mask guy that's got his hair sticking out and like he's got a big old beard under the mask. I'm like, I don't really care for that. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. The aesthetic wise, it, it does. He did look cooler the other way with the, and he had that cool like, uh, you know, the the the, the taxidermy yeah, yeah. he would wear to the ring and stuff. I liked all that. Um, all right, let's talk about heel Candace because a lot of mixed opinions on <laughs> heel Candace. Um, you know, I, I wanted to dislike it. I'll be honest with you. Cause I didn't, I was like, so on the fence with their last one. Can you guys hear me? It cut, weird for a second. Okay. Uh, I was, you know, I was on the fence with the last thing and I was, you know, ready to dislike this. And by the end of it, they kind of had me sold on the whole thing. Like, I, I me personally, like I was like, she seemed angrier. She sold the the the, the mean factor. Um, I kind of liked the reversal of roles and Johnny being like her manager now, and 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 pushing Candace as like the thing everyone needs to be watching, ultimate husband heel. I kind of liked that to a certain degree. Uh, I liked when she was talking shit to people backstage. 
And I like that she used Super Dragon's curb stomp as her new finisher. Yeah. Uh, calling it the Wicked Stepsister, I believe, was what it was called. I don't like the name of it, but yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It was like Evil Disney Sister. I like that. I get it, but it just sounds dumb. I don't like that. I don't like Chompa's like fairy tale ending either. So those are like things I just don't care for. Um, yeah, I was more sold on it. Did you guys dislike? Were you guys not as not as interested in heel Candice last night? Um, I didn't dislike it. It's something different for Johnny, which he's been needing for God knows how long. And um, I mean, it's definitely. I've never we. We saw something close to it when they were trying to start with um, Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis to try and do something similar, like a more dominant w- wife. You know, they weren't mean to each other as much as Candace and Mike were. But um, I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those roles that you're wondering if Candace can pull it off. It's different in the sense that I mean, because I compare this to when Brandy was doing the uh, Nightmare Collective. That was what it was called, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and it was like, Brandy, we just we know who you are too much. We've we've gotten to know you so well, like through the past years of BTE and being Cody's wife and competing yourself, and we know that this isn't you. And even though this is different, because people don't know as you guys know Candice very well, but by and large, the WWE fan base does not. So, I mean, I don't know if this is the right role for Candice because I don't know her as well as you guys do, but I do know of her enough. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right role for her, but I guess. No, that totally makes sense, and that is definitely the biggest hurdle that she's going to have to uh, jump over. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Another polarizing segment on the show was uh, the Newly Bros show, which I loved. I was in tears laughing the whole time. Every answer had me cracking up. Uh, I, As you guys know, I'm a huge Matt Riddle fan. This hit for me on every level they were trying to get across. Even the cheesy Byron Saxton, uh, you know, Wayne Brady stuff worked for me. Like Which, Byron by the way... Suit. Yeah? Oh, I said I like Brian, Byron's suit. That's awesome. Oh, okay, I thought you said Byron something. Um uh, I mean, it it shows that you said you're a huge fan of Matt Riddle, as am I, but it shows that they are. It shows the yes. WWE, because they give him a lot to do. They give him a yeah. lot to do. And they see something in him, whether it be like he's the comedy guy who's really buff, or he, um, or they really see a champion in him. But whatever the case is, he's like... him but you put Matt Riddle on TV every week, and it's going to be entertaining. Odds are, you know. But I mean, he's not going to hit a home run every time. But he's an entertaining guy, and I just every time he's doing anything, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, and I think Timothy Thatcher did a good job of being the straight man during all of this. Yeah, uh, what Pete Dunne would be. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's he's uh he's diving into this role perfectly. So uh, well done on them. Uh, did you guys like Mia Yim versus Charlotte Flair? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fine match. I mean, we all knew what was going to happen, really. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. yeah, totally. There's a chance for Charlotte to show off her new nameplates. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. They were cool. Those nameplates, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, Damian Priest versus Keith Lee in the main event was was a good match, but I am just desperately needing all these guys to move on from each other. I just, I just <laughs> not. I, I just, yeah. I cannot. 
be I just I'm having trouble being interested. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm completely one hundred percent with you. We need someone new in that area and I don't know. I, I like why why isn't Roddy part of that again? Uh, or something. I don't give Roddy the title again. I was really hoping it was going to be Killer Cross, who they said his debut, you know, you know his, his, his clock is done ticking next week. Um, I was really hoping that that was going to be Killer Cross, and maybe it still can. And then Champa comes back to from you know from that attack, and then they feud over the North American title or something. But um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that I, I feel like that's not the direction they're going. But that's, I mean, I, I, I hope that, that that's where they go with it because they need something new in that, in that spot on the card. Absolutely. Um, all right, we're done here, guys. Uh, Jamie, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E I-O-V-I-N-E. Also, check out Network Every Day for new drops and uh, different products that we have featured on the network app. That's NTWRK available on Android and iOS. Um, we got some fun stuff for May the 4th featuring some Star Wars stuff and some stuff for um, uh, Mother's Day. So get your shopping done. I feel like you undersold the cool thing that you guys have for May the 4th. Oh, well, we have a few things now. It's not just that. We have a few things. Um, we have, well, for, for May the 4th, we have uh, that dope chain that um of baby yoda that's uh, like real that's real gems and whatnot so that's a, a, a thing a little above a lot of people's price ranges but it's so cool though it's cool we got some uh funkos that are dropping um so a, a really cool tash uh toshin tashin i forget how you pronounce it, the coffee table books um yeah we got some fun stuff for may the 4th so uh, check it out awesome awesome kevin where people find you at you guys can find me at Kevin Gets Rad, Instagram, Twitter, cross platform. Yeah. As, as you know, I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. It's prowrestlingsheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. At Wrestling Sheet on social media. Uh, and just make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed that you're already listening to this on. But if you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time. Stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheep. Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. 
When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.